Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. I'm joined today by Electra Papazoglu, Senior Data Scientist at Calido. Having transitioned from biology to data science, Electra had to face many, many challenges to get to where she wanted to be. In this episode, we will discuss how to develop the skills to land a data science job, as well as the challenges that comes with changing industry. Hi, Electra. Hi, Karen. It's great to be here. Thanks it for having is. me. I'm really excited about this episode. This is our first episode with a data scientist, and I can't wait to discuss all these things with you. That's amazing. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> um, can you start by telling us about um, Calido? So give us an introduction of who Calido are and what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve. So Calido is a young company. Um, it's uh, primarily a matching engine, and uh, the purpose is to bring people together in a way that surfaces opportunities. Uh, it is currently free and available for everyone to use, but uh, there is also a corporate version that facilitates interactions within organizations because we want to bring value there and help companies make better use of their resources and knowledge pool. Essentially, the main focus of Collider is to do um, create and uh, expose opportunity that is already uh, there but is not visible uh, for people and to facilitate them getting together to exploit that uh, hidden opportunity. If I get it well, it means that it's uh, a platform that matches people together, but what makes them different from the other platforms that do that? So first of all, we have a very clear cut uh, purpose. It is to um, help people reach certain goals, whether that is in their life to you know, um, go up a level in their skills, to find someone to do a specific uh, task with, like create a group where they get together and discuss a particular topic, to find mentorship. Uh, so we want to think that the purpose that um, Kaleido achieves is very specific and is very action-based. Uh, Secondly, uh, I would say that um, Kaleido is, the, is a company that uh, facilitates at the moment, uh, albeit small, heavy machine learning technologies, which is where I come in and the data science team uh, comes into play. And um, we want to be thought of as pioneers in that uh, uh, area of uh, trying to achieve matching by using the latest uh, available tech and uh, resources within the machine learning field. Um, finally, I would say that uh, Kaleido is, uh, for me at least, quite uh, important and different from other companies because it doesn't use the data collected uh, from the users to generate revenue. It rather um, really promotes uh, people's um, 
ownership of the data that they uh, create. Of course, we process it in order to um, facilitate all the matches, but uh, people are very, um, uh, they are made aware of exactly what and how the data is being used. And at any point uh, that data uh, might be shared with, for example, an employer, it is always made very explicit and uh, consent is uh, requested. Yeah, so the data collected is just basically to get better informed matches and things like that. Yeah, that's correct. Do you have an example of what you would use Calido for? So you did mention mentoring and um, with companies could use it for their, for their own benefit. What, what else um, could we use Calido for? So I like to think of uh, Kalida as a compass that can show us how to conquer the next level of skill in our professional careers or on a topic of interest, like a hobby that uh, we are uh, uh, very uh, engaged in. The platform uses different kinds of tools like the matching engine, but also uh, chat and some other uh, uh, tools to achieve this. It can be used in various ways uh, and can adapt to the different needs that people have. So uh, depending on who you are and what you're trying to achieve, you can use it for many different uh, purposes. Uh, for me, um, an example is I was looking uh, for a, um, a Pilates instructor at some point. So uh, I used the matching engine to find people that are within my vicinity that I could physically um, get together and uh, get tutored. Uh, so it helped me actually um, do that. And I have also used it for other types of searches, like finding solicitors in my area uh, for some paperwork I needed to fill out, but uh, also uh, to create uh, chat groups around data science, uh, which I am particularly interested in. And uh, Women in Data has uh, uh, given me the idea of uh, getting a bit more uh, involved in. Uh, so I was hoping that uh, maybe through this, there would even be some uh, opportunity to share um, experience and information uh, on the platform. Yeah, so what I'm hearing here is that this is a tool that could benefit the, the WID community uh, through the kind of network um, that it provides and also just creating these smaller groups where you can find people with common interest. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, one thing I would really like uh, Kalido being used for in a WID is for the members to engage in conversation uh, over specific data topics and delve into each other's technical experience and gain uh, knowledge and support. Um, they have attended some events in the past um, and similar uh, meetups by other uh, organizations as well that uh, are focused on data science. Uh, one thing that I maybe let's say have uh, been put off by in such events uh, so far is that uh, I don't feel free to um, speak and ask questions and engage with everyone as easily because I'm an introverted person. I think if I had, um, and there are channels of communication, it's just that they are always exposed to everyone. So maybe what Kaleido can uh, add value to is uh, bring people that are more like me into direct contact with a mentor or a speaker in one of these events or a smaller pool of people where they feel free to share knowledge brainstorm about you know maybe the the ideas they have about solving a problem at work or um, approaching a data science project that they care about in their free time 
That would be great. I agree. Um, I remember the first time I went to a, a Women in Data event that was ages ago. So it was at their very first event. And uh, I sat in the room. So my objective was to ask one question and talk to two people because I'm quite um, an introvert as well. And I saw that there was value in building the network. And this is something I really wanted to get better at. But it was really hard. Um, and obviously, the more you do it, the more comfortable you are with it, even though the fear doesn't really go away. But um, it, it is true that if you have a platform that removes all these fear of talking to people because we're in a smaller group behind the screen, you can ask a question and then people are going to reply. You don't have to ask in front of everybody. It, it is much better. Mm -hmm. uh, so you you touched into um, Kalido using machine learning uh, for their matching algorithm. So can you give us a bit more details on, on that? So at the moment, we're actually using machine learning to do the, the matching. So we match uh, people with uh, people or goals that people have with goals. Uh, so we can suggest a skill or an interest to a person um, or, you know, uh, bring people together that would uh, benefit uh, from meeting each other and enjoy spending time together. Uh, we're also experimenting with other capabilities. Uh, I was recently uh, working on creating a deep learning model that uses natural language processing and uh, comprehension to detect when a user refers to a skill within a uh, free text. Um, so the objective there would be for people in the chat, for example, uh, to talk about things and then this engine to be able to infer when you've mastered a particular skill or picked up something new or have expressed interest in learning how to be a data scientist and would add that to your profile or respectively uh, make suggestions of goals or avenues for you to develop the skill you wish to develop because we found out you spoke about it. And of course the data would be parsed and processed uh, but it would not be uh, shared with anyone else. It would just be used by the engine to help you get better at something or achieve the goal you want to achieve. Um, currently, the, the matching is done with uh, deep learning technologies. We are using BERT, which is a Google-based um, model that we have uh, further refined and adapted to our specific uh, purposes. So what happens is you enter a search, which will be, I am looking for a data engineer. And someone else will have entered their own competencies as a provided skill, saying, I am good at um, um, creating uh, data pipelines, which is a common data engineering skill. And then the matching engine would be able to match these two uh, search terms and find out that these two people can complement each other in what they need. All right. What exactly is your role um, within the company? Mm -hmm. I belong to a machine learning team that comprises of uh, two machine learning engineers. Uh, and a lot of the work was uh, already done, but we continue to develop uh, new models and refine the old ones. And um, also two data scientists. I'm one of the data scientists. Uh, the data engineers help us with uh, creating the infrastructure to actually make these models accessible to the users. 
my responsibilities in particular are not strict. Um, I help where is needed, but um, it can range from uh, creating solutions to solving very open-ended questions like how do we um, match a user or how do we find what skills um, a user is talking about, which would then involve me trying to think about a feasible solution given our um, software architecture uh, and try to find the data set to um, train maybe an existing model or maybe a model that we tweak or maybe a completely new model. Part of the responsibilities would also be to actually um, package that model in a way that can be just plugged into the rest of the uh, software um, system that is in place. Yeah, how did you first become interested in data science? I originally studied biology and genetics, which is um, far removed. It's not that different because statistics really, um, in the way it is today, originates in medicine and uh, biology. But um, uh, given that, and because I had a lot of statistical modules within uh, the genetics uh, landscape, I eventually realized I enjoy that far more than uh, doing the, the life sciences work. And I think the main reason for that is that um, I was really able to do things myself. I had all the tools I needed even at home because I had a laptop and I could run computations as long as I had the data and do experiments that in a biology setting, you would need a whole lab with a lot of expensive hardware and uh, a restriction on hours in order to achieve things. And even if you had all that, uh, it would take a really long time to see any results and any benefit from what you do, Chris. Uh, I felt really rewarded by the uh, statistics and computer science side of uh, biology. Uh, I then, uh, after university, I decided to uh, transition to finding a job within a more analytical position. Okay, so basically you studied biology and then you decided, okay, that's it. I'm not going to get a job in biology, I'm going to go into data science. Yes, pretty much. I never, uh, I had done some um, very short term internships in biology. So I knew that, uh, I knew what the, the work was uh, while I was a student. So I immediately looked for a career in uh, data science out of uni, which was quite uh, harsh at first. I, I bet it was. So in terms of trying to find um, the job into data science, etc. How did you actually make that uh, transition? How did you make it happen? So I had come to London after I graduated from my BSc uh, in order to do a master's in uh, human molecular genetics. I finished that and that is um, when I was uh, absolutely certain I wanted to seek a job in, in um, uh, data analytics. Um, the concept of machine learning was not very popular at the time. It was just starting to become uh, hyped, although it did exist for um, a long time prior to that. I uh, started uh, sending out applications 
And of course, I most times I didn't even get a response because they were maybe even automatically, you know, uh, rejected. Uh, <laughs> so I realized that uh, I'm going to have to make some compromise and at the same time I'm going to have to um, find a way to be able to show that I have some experience, even if it's not work experience, on this field. What I did was uh, I started playing around with uh, different online courses, which really helped. At, um, in the beginning, and because of um, my studies, I was using R for uh, data analysis. I slowly realized that in order to actually build data-related uh, software, um, it might be easier to get a more software developer-based um, tool uh, for the purpose. So that's how I started also looking into Python. Uh, the learning curve is quite steep, but uh, you know, the uh, practice makes perfect there and uh, videos really help me just following along uh, and looking yeah. at the, the documentation. What kind of online um, courses did you do? So I remember at the time I pretty much did uh, any courses I could find that had to do with uh, data science. They were just uh, explaining the basic concepts of uh, splitting your um, sets into training and testing, uh, running very, uh, you know, classical machine learning algorithms from regressions to um, uh, random forests things like that, nothing too complicated, nothing uh, in, that had to do with deep learning because that, you know, I did not have the, the competency to, to do at the time. I also started reading a couple of books. One was uh, Data Science for Business that really helped me. It is not a very low level technical book. It just really helped me see how I can apply data-related thinking to solve practical business problems because uh, all that book is is just um, a few different applications of different types of rather uh, basic algorithms to different uh, business scenarios and they describe how that was developed so that's a nice uh, read and it really uh, piqued my interest for the uh, for the topic that was one thing but that still didn't help in order for me to to get the job. I managed eventually to get a job as a, a business intelligence developer, uh, but that involved mainly uh, dealing with reporting and uh, database administration rather than the thing I actually wanted to do, which was machine learning. Uh, in order to eventually uh, manage to go down the machine learning route, I um, uh, had applied to a master's that was, it was the second year it was running at City University, and it was a part-time option. It required me to be away from work for uh, one day per week, um, which I negotiated with my, uh, you know, my employer, and they were, given that the topics were related as well, they were happy yeah. to facilitate. Uh, and I did that after I was able to show that I am enrolled in a relevant class. Uh, it was much easier to at least make uh, touch base with uh, the companies I was applying for, uh, for, of course, junior data science roles, uh, at, and at least kick off the, the uh, process of uh, the hiring process on their yeah. end. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good strategy. Also, if the master's is just 
one day a week, uh, so it's not too overwhelming. For some reason, I thought it was going to be half a week or something like that. So yeah, no, it's a it's a few hours on on uh, that day. It's maybe four hours if I remember correctly. It's been some time now. Uh, it is definitely quite a bit of work in the evenings, but because it's enjoyable work, um, it's more around practical projects, uh, it's not too bad. And I think that uh, if you build a nice uh, community with your fellow students to support each other and uh, uh, you know, help each other out when you have queries, uh, it, it can be a really pleasant break from uh, the office actually. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it is. Um, but so we, we discussed how you went into changing career and then how you managed to do it. Um, what challenges, what other challenges did you face? So you mentioned the fact that it was hard to find a job and you had to uh, have a different strategy. But what other challenges did you face? So... I suppose in different environments, there's different uh, challenges and it really depends on what phase in your career you are. Uh, I think one of, the, one of the main things when you go down the data science path is to understand what data science means for you and what kind of a specialization within that you want to have in your role. Uh, for me, because I like building things, I wanted to gain some software engineering um, skills. I know I would never be an expert in it, but I wanted to have enough so that at least I can do some things independently, even if they're not perfect, and have you know, a, a visibility of, of what the, the final output of my data science work will be for the user. That was really, really difficult at first, <laughs> learning. First of all, uh, trying to find a role within what would be an engineering team, because at that point in order to learn these skills, you have to really, it's not enough to know the theory, you have to really work with software engineers. Um, for that, uh, after working in a consulting firm where I was doing proof of concept, uh, machine learning and data science work for a while, that, um, really stopped at the point where we have a demo of data and results. I tried to find a role in a, in a team that builds products. And that team was uh, comprised of both data scientists and backend engineers and data engineers. Uh, and there it is really up to you as a data scientist to either get siloed and work on the uh, you know, the, the more theoretical and uh, research parts or to get your hands dirty and sit with the engineers and, um, you know, approach them and ask to learn things. And it's quite interesting that they usually reciprocate because they are within a data-related software team for a reason, that they're interested in these things, but they also need someone to, uh, you know, give them the side of things that has to do with machine learning. Um, so you can build really uh, nice uh, relationships that um, are mutually beneficial that way. It, the, the learning curve was really, really steep. Um, and in the beginning, especially, but mainly always and whenever I start a new job, 
I'm really afraid of people seeing my code, especially engineers, because I know it's not going to be perfect. Um, it's fit to do the job, but uh, it's not necessarily elegant code. And I always feel like, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I've uh, overreached here and maybe I wasn't supposed to, to take this job because it's going to be too demanding. But in the end, you have to, you know, take a deep breath and break it down, start simple and start delivering things, even if you think they look, uh, you know, stupid or they're not good enough. And I guess... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not stupid. <laughs> With this in mind, because you said sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe I've overreached. Would you say that changing industry uh, and then trying to go to somewhere completely new uh, made you have an imposter syndrome? I would definitely say that. I definitely suffer from that. And um, I guess every time I find myself in a new uh, position at work, I always feel that. But um, it's in the end, I think we have to stop and remember that, first of all, it is very common and most people feel the same. And secondly, you know, as long as you get something one step of the way, done as long as you start that's better than than nothing and that's better than you know other people that um, haven't reached that point do or uh, better than you did yesterday yeah. uh, and you know we always learn it's a it's a world that constantly changes and the important thing to remember i guess that i try to tell myself whenever i feel that way is um, that you know, I, I just need to be able to and comfortable learning and know how to look for information uh, because most of these things are new for everyone most of the time, even if you're an experienced hire. Yeah, agreed. Um, I have myself suffered from a massive imposter syndrome a few years ago, but it was it was a really big one. So one where I was like, okay, am I in the right career? Maybe I should go away. And I read this book that was very, very helpful, which is called uh, Secret Thoughts of Successful Women by Dr. Valerie Young. And to add to what you are saying, so yes, uh, knowing that we all feel this way at some point, um, men and women alike, so that this does not affect one more than the other. Um, so knowing that, but also understanding, okay, what is causing this feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Uh, was a, a good way for me to, to get away from this situation and then embrace my, myself as I was in being able to progress in my career in the book but also online you can find some things where it says okay there are five different types of imposters among the five types there were expert natural genius which is basically it's easy for you to learn things on average so when you have something that makes you feel like oh this is very difficult you're going to think i can't do it but just because it takes you a bit longer than what it usually takes for you you have the superhuman or superwoman so the one that feels like oh i should be able to do everything what were the other two um the perfectionist <laughs> and i can't remember the fifth one to be fair uh, but which one do you think you you were 
So I feel like I would be somewhere between the expert and the superwoman. Um, of course, the terms are sarcastic. I'm not saying <laughs> superwoman. Uh, uh, and the reason is, I think, because I feel like I have to be rather good at a very broad uh, spectrum of things that relates to the data science uh, job. Uh, I, I want to be able to be very good at, uh, you know, creating products end to end. And realistically, that's not the case. That's why, uh, you know, engineering is a different, uh, <laughs> a different career um, because you can't specialize in everything. And I guess the sooner you realize, it, it's always good to try and to want to learn, but the sooner you realize this, um, the sooner you will be able to reach out and feel comfortable communicating uh, more with your colleagues and collaborating with them. Uh, because uh, I guess in, in time I understood that they did not expect me to, to know everything or to be able to do everything by myself. And uh, you know, it's, um, it's quite a, a booster for your self-esteem when people uh, find the fact that you're interested and that you're trying uh, an actually like, really good positive thing that uh, is not expected from everyone necessarily. So, Yeah. What, what tips or advices would you give to someone who wants to get into data science? Um, for me, I would say from a technical perspective um, to try and get your hands dirty with uh, software and uh, software tools. Because even if uh, you don't end up, you know, uh, building products that are um, software-based and software -based, uh, products, uh, it really helps you do certain things much faster, um, even if it's just, uh, you know, a one-off uh, modeling uh, project or analysis. Uh, so having some basic understanding and knowledge of uh, these things really helps. And uh, it is scary and difficult to pick these skills up, but uh, it's really, really worth it uh, to a degree. And I guess the second bit is when, when you face these problems that uh, you feel overwhelmed with, especially in the beginning in a new role, um, when you don't know uh, where everything goes and what people are expecting from you, um, is just break things down and uh, as I said before even if something seems like it will be too simple and uh, uh, people would expect more from you just do the simplest thing just start start with the first step that the smallest step you can take and um, it will become much easier to climb the next step from there yeah, I will add to that that most of the time the simple option is the option that works for business because it's easier to explain to everybody. Yeah, easier yeah. to explain and easier to, to implement as well. Yeah. Thanks, Electra, for sharing your story with us. And there is more. If you would like to read more about Electra's story, head to the Women in Data website where you can find her blog series. Thank you very much, Karen. It was really fun being here. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you would like to register to the community, all you need to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. It's free and easy. Please feel free to share the link with anyone you think would benefit from being part of the community. You can also follow us on social media, so LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you and have some feedback. 
that will help us enhance the content and bring the guests you want to hear from. Have a great day.